You're listening to the Diet Rebel Podcast with Kiki Smith. If you're a woman who hates the idea of having to choose between loving your body and changing it, then you are a diet rebel and this podcast is for you. In this podcast, we talk about everything from loving your body exactly as it is now to becoming the most fit, lean, and toned you've ever been, no matter how old you are, how many tiny humans you've birthed, or how many times you've lost and regained the same 15 or 50 pounds. Seriously, you don't want to miss it. So grab a snack, preferably protein-based, and sit back and enjoy this episode. Hey guys, welcome back. We are continuing on with the mistakes that people are making in getting results from their lifting. The next reason why you may not be seeing the results that you want from your lifting is because maybe you're not hitting the entire body enough times per week. So just like with compound moves, especially newbies should focus more on hitting their body, their overall full body workouts multiple times per week. As you become more advanced in lifting, a lot of these things changes. So a newbie would lean more towards compound moves like we talked about in the last tip. A newbie would also lean more towards doing full body workouts versus what's considered to be body part splits. Whereas you have an arm day and a leg day and a chest day and a back day or something like that versus splitting the body part up and maybe only having one leg day out of the whole week. When you're newer to lifting, it's better for you to hit that muscle group multiple times per week. So that's going to cause you to see results from your workouts a lot faster. So instead of hitting chest once a week, back once a week, legs once a week, like the old school bodybuilder type splits, which are still great. And they do them. And the people that are inside of my workout app will get these types of splits. So if you are in the workout app, disregard what I'm saying right now, because your workouts were periodized to the point that you had these full body moves before you got to this part. But if you're somebody who's creating your own workouts, or you're finding them from online, then that's one of the things to consider is make sure they have enough compound movements in them and make sure that you're hitting the overall body multiple times per week, especially if you're just getting started with lifting, there's no reason for you to split the body parts up the way that the more advanced lifters are doing. So doing full body two to three times per week is going to be much more efficient and produce much better results than hitting all of the parts of the body once per week. So you want a little bit more stimulation to that muscle in the beginning versus when you are a more advanced lifter, you need a little bit more rest in between. That could be a reason why you're not seeing results if you're newer to lifting and you're not stimulating the muscle group enough times per week. The next reason why you may not be seeing results from your workouts is because you are comparing your results to someone else's. So I know that we all know that comparison is a thief of joy, but we still do it, right? So understanding that when you're comparing yourself to someone else, you have to look at the bigger picture. So if you feel the need to look around and find inspiration or find an ideal body goal to shoot for, you want to make sure that it aligns with you. So for instance, I am 5'2 on a good day. It doesn't make much sense for me to go and be inspired by someone who's 5'6, 7, 8, and you know, they have like longer limbs, the way that their muscles are look completely different on them the way that my muscles are, you know, I can only gain this much weight before I go out, like it doesn't spread out all over my body. So there's lots of things going on there 
that doesn't correlate. If you're somebody who's had multiple children and you're looking at someone who hasn't had any children or something like that. So it's really about understanding the entire picture of what it took for that person to get there versus just doing a one-to-one comparison as looking at the person in your newsfeed and thinking that you will get that same body that they have by doing the workouts that they have. Most of the people that you see in fitness magazines on Instagram, especially those that have been around for a while, just that they've been around for a while. So even if they put out a new 30 day program, should you do that program? Sure. If you like it, you want to try it, do it but you will not look like them in 30 days. So that is very important because of the fact that if they looked that way before they created the program, the likelihood of you looking that way from simply doing that program is going to be very slim. That's also to take into consideration other people that are doing the program. There is a reason why when all of the fitness programs started, when like P90X and all that stuff burst on the scenes, when you have all of these workouts that are out there now, there's always the caveat of results not typical. Or if you look even deeper, it'll say this person did four rounds of this 12-week program. Four rounds of a 12-week program is a year. So if you only do it for 12 weeks, then there's going to be a little bit of a difference there because they did it three times more than you did. Plus, you don't know where they were before they started. You know, did they already have a baseline of lifting? Were they already, you know, did they already have some muscle? And often what a lot of people don't realize, especially in the bodybuilding world, is that it's very common for people who know better to do what's considered to be a bulk and a cut. And that bulk is where the before picture is taken, but they actually, a bulk is a muscle building phase. They built tons of muscle under there so that when they go into their cut, they reveal the muscle. If you are looking at someone who has done that, but you have not put in the muscle building time frame that they have, then you cannot expect to have the same cut results that they have, even if you followed everything else to a T. So there's so many caveats when it comes to comparing yourself to somebody else that you really want to be careful and make sure that it's as much in alignment as possible to your lifestyle, your background, your diet history, if you are trying to use their results as kind of that like jumping off point for what you're striving for. If not, then the best thing is only to compare you to you. That means that you're going to figure out your own speed. You're going to figure out how long things take for you. And instead of being upset with them, you're just going to look to your own behaviors to see what you can do to tweak them. Because there's nothing to be upset about when you accept that your behaviors are yours and that your results are yours. If you don't like your results, you can change your behaviors, but don't compare somebody else's timeline and how long it took them to yours, because then you will constantly looking in the mirror and saying, I don't see results instead of actually making yourself see what is happening and what results are happening for you. You may be seeing results and you don't even realize it because you're expecting your results to look like somebody else's. So hopefully that helps you out a little bit. If you have an issue and you know that mentally it's hard for you to look at somebody else and not compare yourself, then get up close and personal with the unfollow button. It's a thing. Or snooze them for a while if you're old and on Facebook like me. You can snooze the person and make sure that you don't see their stuff as much until you are in a better mental place to be able to accept it. The main thing is to not keep images, whether it's magazine, TV, Facebook, Instagram, 
whatever. Don't keep images around that make you feel bad about yourself and feel like you're not progressing, especially if it causes a little bit of dysmorphia in the way that you see things. If you're unable to look at your progress and actually celebrate when something is happening, whether it's you, you know, lost half an inch or, you know, your body fat percentage went down or you're noticing that your pants don't fit as snug as they used to or whatever it is, you are making progress towards your goal. If the things that you're surrounding yourself by are not inspiring you towards that goal, but rather they're making you to feel bad about your own progress towards the goal, then I suggest taking a break from them just for a little while to see if you can fix the mental part of it first, and then turn back to those and see if you could be inspired by somebody's progress instead and think like, well, if they did it, I can. If you can't look at something from that perspective, then try not to have it around, period. And also that comes to like looking at pictures of your own self too. If you're 50 and you're comparing yourself to when you were, you know, 15, that might be unfair, especially if you hadn't fully matured yet, you hadn't hit your peak muscle mass yet, like all these things hadn't happened. And the 15 year old you didn't have any kids. And now you have five kids like that is something to take into consideration that it would be a longer journey to come anywhere close to that. And I mean, I don't know, why would you want to really, you have the opportunity to look so much better and be so much better because you've learned so much more since then. Reason number seven, why you may not be seeing results yet is that you are not being consistent, love it or hate it without consistency, none of this will ever come together. So if someone lifts, gets frustrated because the results aren't coming fast enough, and then they go back to cardio machines, guess what? They're going to be convinced that nothing is working. And that's because they haven't been consistent enough with one thing before they switch to the next. If someone increases their calories because they want to build muscle, but then they get panicked every time the scale moves and they're like, what if it's not muscle? What if it's just fat? And they lower their calories and stuff again. They're never going to allow themselves to see the results that comes from increasing calories and building this muscle. You're never going to allow yourself to see what happens when you're consistent with lifting in a periodized fashion in order to change your body composition. You're only going to see what happens when you do these temporary things. Therefore, you're going to convince yourself that nothing ever works. So being able to get yourself to a place where you can stick to the phases that you're doing. That means if you're in a strength phase, be in that strength phase for at least four weeks before switching. If you're in a, you know, an endurance phase, then be in that phase for four weeks without switching. If you're in a muscle building phase, same thing, like stick to it for a predetermined amount of time. Tell yourself before you start that this is how long I will do this before I check to determine whether or not I see progress. If you don't give yourself that deadline, if you don't give yourself the time period of like, until this time comes, I am just going to lean into the behaviors that get me the results. You will never see the results. So it's one of those things that it's, it's a catch 22 because we kind of want results to prove themselves to us before we continue to go all in on the behaviors when it actually works in reverse. You have to go all in on the behaviors first. You have to give those behaviors enough time to work and then you can analyze them and see 
okay, now doing this behavior for this amount of time produce this result. If I don't like this result, which part of this can I change? Do I change the behavior or do I change the length of time? Because if this is what the result is, if I want twice that result, then I need to do two of something here. I either need to double down, like get more consistent at this behavior or add on a new behavior if this effort is already at max consistency. So it's something to really consider because of the fact that most people, as I mentioned before, like when it comes to a lot of people that inspire you, the bodybuilders, the celebrities and all this, they have physiques that took years to develop the level of consistency that they've had to have in order to have a physique that inspires you enough to compare yourself to it, to venture out into the world of lifting and doing all the things, they stuck with it a lot longer. So if you want those same results, then you will need to stick to it a lot longer because it typically takes longer than you think, way longer than you think. But if you think of your journey as a college degree, like if you go to school and you pick, here's what I want to major in, but I'm going to change it up every six months, then what are you doing? You are adding time to the amount of time that it's going to take for you to get that degree. That is the exact same thing that happens in most people's fat loss journey. They spend more time changing up the strategy than on executing on the first strategy and receiving the results of following the behaviors of that strategy. So if you plan on seeing some impressive results, then you got to buckle down, you got to make the decision, you got to do the hard things, and you have to stick with it. When you're doing that, you're going to see the results. But constantly doubting and thinking that things aren't working creates that exact outcome. Things don't work. So With that being said, the last reason why you may not be seeing results in your lifting is because you are not being realistic or patient enough. Maybe you think you're being patient, but if you're doing what we just talked about in the last one and you're switching things up during that time, yes, maybe a lot of time is passing, but because you aren't patient with the individual phases, you aren't seeing the results of the bigger picture. So maybe you're somebody who came into this journey, you realize I've lost tons of muscle. I need to replace that muscle so that my metabolism can speed up so that I can start losing fat again, so that I can get to my ultimate goal. That's a lot of, so that's, that's a lot of steps there and being inconsistent or impatient at any one of those say that very first one of, I need to rebuild this muscle so that my metabolism speeds up. If you're impatient during the muscle building phase, then everything that comes afterwards is going to be subpar. If you don't rebuild the amount of muscle that it takes to get your metabolism up to speed, you're going to see that when it comes time to lose fat again, you're still not going to have that metabolism that you set out to have, which means your fat loss phase is going to go slower and you're going to be disappointed with the results. So being patient in each one of the phases and being realistic in what you're expecting from the phase is going to be huge to bringing this all together. Understanding that if you jump straight into a fat loss phase and you don't rebuild that muscle, you're going to still have a pretty long journey and things are going to be harder if your metabolism has slowed to a complete crawl. But also understanding that if you say, okay, I get that. I'm going to put in the work to rebuild my metabolism. When you switch over into that metabolism reset, muscle rebuilding phase, you have to have patience in here and you have to be all in, 
not analyzing this phase by the results of this phase. That means not sitting in your metabolism reset in your muscle building phase and being upset that you're not seeing the results of a fat loss phase, because that is not the phase that you're in. You're in this phase. So whenever you're in a specific phase, you want to be patient and giving that phase that dedicated time that you decided ahead of time, and then also being realistic with what you expect during that time. If you are in a muscle building phase, you should be expecting muscle growth. That's it. You should not be expecting fat loss. If you are in a fat loss phase, then that is a time period to not be upset with yourself if you're not seeing strength gains, or maybe you're not seeing the muscle definition that you and that you thought that you would see or whatever, because that is a time that you're just seeing the results from what you did over here. So if you skip this, and you come over here, and you say, you know what, fat loss is just more important to me, then be okay with losing the fat and not necessarily having that defined toned muscle underneath because of the fact that you shortcutted that phase. So having the patience, but also being realistic about what to expect, understanding that muscle growth doesn't happen overnight. A woman can only gain about 10 to 12 pounds of muscle in a year. So if you're someone who thinks like, okay, I'm only going to do this for about, you know, four weeks or eight weeks, then you want to take that year's worth of growth and divide it by whatever that is a quarter. (laughs) or less to find out what it is that you would actually get from it. So if you're gaining a pound a month and you're deciding you're only going to do two months of muscle building, then you're only going to gain two pounds of muscle, which means when you go over into that fat loss phase, that's all you're expecting. You're not expecting to look like you gained 10 pounds, 12 pounds of muscle mass. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode and make sure you keep in touch. So whether that's through DMs or email, I would love to know what you felt about this episode or if you have topics that you'd like me to cover in future episodes. You can DM me on Facebook at EM2WL or over on Instagram at eatmore number two way less or via email at info at eatmoretowayless.com. If you're completely new to the Eat More to Weigh Less process, you can also grab our quick start guide at eatmoretowayless.com slash start. See you next time.